0: This is the podcast that we're gonna discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with Self Storage. Welcome to Self Storage Income. Welcome everybody to Self Storage Income. I've been having so many conversations with you guys from all over the place. We are really uh, have tremendous feedback both on the podcast and also from our Instagram where we're putting out our deals and different things that we're building and how we're expanding. I like to show you guys also so you can see. I think it, it, it makes it more not real, but so you can understand better. Maybe some of the struggles and some of the successes we've had and that we're sharing with you. Now, we have some great interviews coming up, guys that I just respect so much in the industry. They're on the forefront of what's going on. And how this podcast works, I was very clear starting the podcast that we weren't going to be specifically interview-oriented because I didn't want to bring people on that were going to sell. I didn't want you guys to be like, every time I'm on here, you guys are trying to put me into some funnel or sell me to some ticket, high ticket net worth thing or whatever it may be. I, I don't I don't like that. I didn't want to do that. So the people that we interview are very selective. We're bringing people that we know that we've worked with that I know can bring value. And uh, they're willing to do so, and it's it's hard to get these people, you know, nailed down a lot of times because it's it's not what they do. They're not, you know, they're like, me. I'm not a marketer, I'm not a podcaster. But quality to me is more important than quantity. And uh, i I think that's we're pretty true to that, wouldn't you say, Connor?
1: A hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. And uh, I, I couldn't agree more. That's a always always a good rule of thumb that. uh Quality over quantity rule.
0: And, you know, we've got so much good feedback, especially from – we did that. Okay, so we did roll out a 15-minute – was it, the call? So you leave us a review. If you like what you're doing, have a call, and then uh, we talk to you about whatever you want about self-storage and see if you need any, you know, ideas or resources, getting your first deal, all that kind of stuff. And that worked really, really good. We've had some great calls uh, with you guys so we want to do that again so if you guys leave us a good review, uh, give us a five star review and we'll have a 15 minute call and that way it's a way for us to to be able to understand better and cater obviously content because we know what you're what's happening with you, the position you're in, where you're trying to go. It's a great way to expand on this with you guys for sure um, and I
1: just want to clarify too so leave the review, you take a photo of it, you send us an email with the photo say, hey, entering for the 15-minute yep. phone call, and uh, you're entered. So uh, right. yes, thanks for everybody that has done that. And uh, yeah. yeah, like AJ was
0: talking about, we're going to continue doing that. So, uh, Well, and for us, as we talk with them, we get so much good feedback about which content is you guys are enjoying and, and what you want to hear from us, who you want to hear from. And what questions are you yes. asking? Yep. I, I mean, our top podcast is yep. we, we were looking came from it's from you guys asking questions. How do I get it into this asset? Right. The playbook was primarily driven from what we were hearing back and saying, OK, let's make a quick playbook here on getting into storage. And really, you know, Connor's like, let's condense this down and just boom, 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 boom. And uh, that's, I, I think, our second top already uh, podcast, so it, we we enjoy that f- feedback. We appreciate it from you guys, and also letting us know through reviews, emails, all that stuff that you're enjoying our content. I also wanted to touch on that we will be in the April. We're going to be at the April. Not and we don't have a booth or anything because we don't advertise anything. Uh, but we are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be hanging out at the April ISS. And uh, so uh, we'd love to touch base with anybody, and uh, we will probably be recording some podcasts while we're down there with some people. I'm the keynote speaker for ISS at that conference. So if anybody would like to hear me speak, um, hear more about uh, our story and what's going on in the self-storage industry, yeah, I'm the keynote speaker. I'm really excited. I have to admit, I'm not that I'm nervous because I speak a lot, but this is totally different. Cause they, they asked me when they asked me on it, they're like, we want you to be the motivational speaker. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to motivate about? Like, it, yeah. you know, it's, that was, this is kind of, how do I motivate? How do I motivate? You know, for those that know me, I'm very heavy on information and I'm like, listen, here's how you do it. Here's what I want to get done. I'm really interested in the actual operations of, of the self storage business and the economics of it, why it's so awesome, I get excited about that. And so I'm, I'm still trying to get ready for this. Well, I think, I think through it.
1: I think, well, AJ, dude. I mean, you're naturally talented and gifted when it comes to speaking and just being likable and everything else. Best and co-host ever. This is why I have um, him on here, guys. AJ is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're phenomenal, dude. And I think for a lot of people, knowledge. Knowledge and gaining knowledge is motivation, because you can look at something and say, "Okay, well, he just he did this, built a system, or built this process, or figured this out or that out. If I do that same thing and I go to this place or that place, then I, I mean that's extremely motivating to to realize possibility, the potential. Uh, exactly, yeah. 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 No, I think to me that's that's
0: incredibly inspiring. So, well, and and two, you, you make a good point because for all of us, like unless you. Once you see that it's possible or how that it's that's possible, it's just you, for most people, they don't know. And so it's this huge barrier and opening up those doors and seeing people achieve success like the podcast. That's exciting. That's really cool. But I do have a question for you guys. So any of you that do come and watch me watch me speak at the April conference, if I flop. Don't tell anybody. Don't be like, he was horrible. So we'll just keep this to ourselves and uh, keep it on the DM. That's right. And don't need to, and I'll I'll, uh, just not talk about it. You'll know if I flop and if I embarrass myself because you won't hear anything about it on the podcast at all after it happens. We're just going to sweep that under the rug and move on. But, ISS? Um, what are you talking about? Exactly, I don't, I don't know. So I don't uh, think we went. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. I, no, <laughs> that wasn't me. But yeah, so if anybody's out there, let us know too. Reach out. And we go there because they ask us to speak. We do most of the time at the ISS and SSA shows. I speak on the educational stuff, but we go down there to network and meet other investors, and that's it's it's fun. That's why, you know, meeting like minded people. We're all in this business. It's a niche asset that, you know. It's not like everybody right now wants to be in self- storage. Like it's a great talking point, which is so funny to me because you know we, when we got started in self storage, it's not something I told. Like it's not <laughs> like when you walked in what do you do? I, oh, I'm a self storage people are like, okay. like it was this weird thing, right? Then, for after two thousand and eight and after the recessionary, it just became this, you know, every time I bring it up, people are like, what do you do? Self-storage. Oh, I'm looking at getting into that. Yeah. Well, I fully thought about that. Oh yeah. That's a yeah. cash cow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you hear the same things over and over and over again, which is, you know, that's great that we can now have a podcast where we talk about, and we get to hear from you guys and everybody else about self-storage, that it was something that we only got previously at ISS and SSA and there wasn't podcasts and there wasn't Facebook, and there wasn't, you know, these communities. So that makes me sound old. I'm not old at all by any means. No. Uh, but <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm a, but I'm really excited about it. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, today, we wanted to talk about, and I guess it does come to what we've already touched on a little about understanding opportunity and seeing, I guess, how it plays out. And I hope that. We, we try to do a good job of painting the picture of the process of being successful in this industry. So there's context to it so that there's that when you guys are listening that it, we're teaching principles that almost come to life and that's that's important for me as I learn because that's how I learn and I, I've really enjoyed there's a lot of authors. And things that can really bring the concept full circle, because I don't—I'm one of those people that I, I don't understand it unless I get almost all of it. Like I need why, you know. I'm sure it was that annoying kid, like why? But it—that's uh, what we're trying to do here. And Connor had a great idea of, well, why don't we talk about you know the first facility, and as we scale up, and uh, we have this a uh, great idea, or we have this great process. To show you guys in the potential in self storage and why we continue to grow in it, but show you how that you know that first deal comes about, the mistakes, the what you did right, and then how that leads to another one, and uh, the process of going from one to a portfolio and how you do that. And I think that we'll make a podcast that is all centered around a funnel to drive deals because um, we've been working a lot on that and how to get deals. So we'll do that specifically for it. But coming into finding your first uh, self-storage facility, there's obviously several ways that you can go about and do it, right? You can do it by getting on-market deals, off-market deals. You can get off-market deals through relationships. You can get off-market deals through knocking on doors, there's uh, multiple ways of going about that. So the deal that I've mentioned, I think a couple times in here was in Bonner's Ferry, Idaho. You'll remember it because I always say there's more grizzly bears there than there are humans and we laugh, but it's true. So up there in the great north, it's just absolutely beautiful, breathtaking country, you know, massive rivers, trees as far as you can see, big, big thick forest and you know, just wild as it gets, like most of Idaho is. But there's just not a lot of population growth going on. It's a really third, fourth tier market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those. It's one of those, and not that that's bad. I, in fact, right. I think that's great. I think most people should start out there. And that we talked about that in the playbook. Yeah. And there's several reasons for it. Why it's great to be be a start out there. And one of the reasons I think you want to be successful, not from luck. And it's 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 great to be, I'd rather be lucky than good, right? And that's great. But luck isn't repeatable, and I don't like that. And so the last six years, if you built it, you were just lucky. If you built a business and you could execute strategies, you blew it out of the water, right? And... That is not always true, and that will not continue in self-storage, and that's one thing that we want to teach you guys. We listen to other podcasts, and I listen to people that get on and talk about self-storage. It seems like everybody's always trying to sell something, so they're just getting on there and saying, oh, this is the best thing ever, buy my whatever it is, and we're not doing that here. I'm going to tell you the downsides, the when you should buy, markets you shouldn't buy. It doesn't always make sense. Um, We want to be very real with you guys, and- in this market, the reason I like third-tier markets and fourth-tier markets is you can buy at a low price and perfect the business and understand it better. Better Now, the downsides to third-tier markets and fourth-tier markets, as money retracts in and recessions and, and you have the contraction in money supply, it drains out of those markets and huddles back into first-tier markets, which drive up cap rates, all that kind of stuff. But if you're not focused on selling that stuff may not matter as much because the good thing about third-tier markets and second-tier markets, well, third-tier markets, most second-tier markets right now are in a massive boom phase, but they don't boom and bust, really, and they're consistent. And more importantly, there aren't REITs or big competitors. You're in markets where you don't have to worry about somebody coming and eating your lunch. And that was important for us when we started out. And the what we were looking at for stabilization and returns – that was found in that market. And so we went there. Um, and wouldn't, I wouldn't go there today. If I started over, I'd probably go there again. But the reason being is it was, it was off a of Main Road. We did the deal. We got into the deal. And it was a small facility. It was fine cash flow-wise. It never lost money. We kept it looking nice and well. We were contracted out with somebody down the street to monitor it, to take care of people, and we paid them like a little management fee. And then we had somebody in our – we worked and we sold insurance, so we had our insurance office, and we had somebody within the office that managed some of the billing stuff and things like that. But we were doing it for diversification and stabilization – and it, we learned a lot about it, the industry in these self-storage. But when we sold it, we actually sold it at a lower price than we bought it for. So we 25000 I think less. But we'd learned from it. And so the reason we sold it was because we found better opportunities and better places. And we moved up. We sold it. And because we'd held it for a few years... We had the debt was paid down, so we actually sold it for less. but we took more money out of it than we put in. And from there, we went and bought a bigger, a little bigger, not much asset, but it was in a market that was growing. And it was by an underperforming facility that we felt we could turn around. This was a total of... It's right around two hundred thousand dollars. I should have pulled the exact number. I'll pull the exact numbers up and put them up for you guys so you can see. But it was right around two hundred thousand dollars, uh, or two fifty. We pulled whatever that amount, two right around two hundred thousand dollars was. We pulled that, put it into the next facility. We worked hard to turn that facility around. We cleaned it all up. We got rid of delinquencies and vacancy, so occupancy went up, rents rose, delinquencies went down. Um, and we stabilized it. And six months later, we sold it and took a million dollars out of it. And then, you know, you start to, you, you know, your britches are feeling mighty, mighty full. And you're like, all right. So we um, we went over and we 1031 exchanged it into another asset that we bought for, I think it was right at $4 million. We put that money into it, 1031 exchanged We've held it. We still we still own it today. We're, we're expanding it even today. It's probably worth in the neighborhood of right around eight million today. And uh, the reason why I show you this progression of self storage is that you're taking200,000 dollars or something right around there, and it's turning it into something right around what four million ish. That cash flows, I mean, we cash flow more than what we put down into the first facility. So it's it's an amazing progression to me. And it's one that I see in self-storage that I don't think those same opportunities would have existed elsewhere. And getting into the little deal was the right thing for us to do. If we would have gotten to a big deal into a big market, we would have gotten in trouble. Um, and I'm not saying that you won't like, if you can you go out and do it or it was once again, we weren't even like self-managing it at the time, right? We hired somebody just down the road and it was just, it was out of sight, out of mind. It was just a place to put capital and we're like, ah, I don't, you know, we don't want to do this, which we learned we couldn't do that with this. We needed to be a little more hands-on. We saw the pluses and we really came into it and rolled it into those markets. Was not as passive as you thought? No, it was not. Not to generate, too, the returns that we wanted. Mm -hmm. Some people get in it extremely passive. I buy those facilities. And that depends on what you want. If you're trying to get into self-storage today and you're like, I really want nothing to do with it, but you are in a market where you can't get somebody that's going to run it good, I'm not here to tell you, yeah, go get into it. No, don't. What do you think? We're at the top of a market. It's the most expensive it's ever been. And if you run it worse than the person that owns it today is running it, your revenues are going to drop. Game your over. vacancy is going to rise. And then you're going to hit a recession. Like, Now, I'm not saying don't buy facilities. I'm out purchasing. I'm actively buying. I want to buy more. Our buying has slowed down because we have very rigid um, requirements out of our assets and return-wise what we expect to get out of them. And so um, that has cut down on the numbers of deals, but we're still doing deals. We just did one, two months ago. We'll hopefully get four done this year, which we've already have a great start to. And I'm really excited. I think this year will be very good. And uh, it's when you're getting into storage, though, for those that are you are are breaking into it, you need to learn it. Just like anything. It's the same with... why I don't go into apartment buildings. I don't, I don't know it. I don't know that business. And so it's hard for me to see the opportunity, but one of the things when you're looking for deals, which takes us back to the first, you want to get your break. You want to get into the asset class. You want to learn about operations when I'm looking for deals. The, oh, oh hey, let me explain. I got that. Maybe I didn't say this, but I got that deal from a broker and it was on The very first, one. that very first that one. Very first yeah. one. maybe it was off market. It, I think it was on market. And we don't own any facilities now that we've bought on market. Um, And what some of the things we would have done differently, things that we've learned, that city was too small. There were probably not the best location. It wasn't big enough. It didn't have room to expand. And it it was so far away and it didn't have any quality people in the area to help us manage it at a level that we wanted. Now, once again, I'm not, It was a not a bad facility. It wasn't a bad deal, any of those things. But different from what we require now. And um, to the agent, it's interesting. I have like a pre-knowing what we were doing phase, and an after the enlightenment. <laughs> and so when we went through our after we went through our enlightenment period up self-storage, and we got hands-on, and we started figuring out more stuff, and we're like, no, we're going to do this ourselves. After we went through the Enlightenment, we never bought a storage facility from that individual again before we bought two or three. After the Enlightenment, we started knowing more about the deals than he was bringing us, and we stopped buying. That's very telling to me today. We never, all the facilities have bought us, which he brought us a ton, we said no to all of them, everyone. And uh, we went out and found an individual because we work with brokers. And we went out and found a broker that I sat down. I met him and we went out to get, uh, we went to like grab a coffee at a coffee shop. And I don't drink coffee, so I grabbed like a Red Bull or something. For those of you that know me, I always have an energy drink in my hand. And uh, I, when we were sitting down, I think we sat down there for two hours. And we were talking philosophically about the industry. I wanted to know what he thought. What do you think about this asset class? How should it be run? Because if he doesn't understand or believe the same things that I do about this asset, then he's not going to give me what I want, and it, he is not—he is not the the right person for me. And after we got done for hours, we then we met again, talked for hours again, and I was like, we are on the same page. Through that time, too, he understood what we were looking for. We've bought probably $50 million worth of storage from him now than the other ones we found, which brings us to our next way. Well, um, Just
1: out of curiosity, yeah. really quick, how did you, at that point in time, I'm sure there was a lot of brokers that you had known or been introduced yes, to or lots. any of that stuff. How did you decide that he was the one to
0: meet with? So we were meeting with lots of them. So it was like, we're out dating, right? We're out dating brokers. Broker dating. That's right, broker dating. (laughs) And um, we were very important to us was that they understood the asset, that this is what they did. He's like, this is the only thing he did. All he did was self-storage. That they were going to be in it for the long haul. It's not, you know... I didn't want to deal with a broker that was looking for a quick hit, didn't understand us, the asset class, and then would be gone. Um, so I wanted someone that was like, I need to make sure our deals go good because I want you to keep buying from me. I wanted his incentives in the right place. And this was the guy. And we did. We we bought six facilities from him. Um, and um, we'll buy more when he brings them. Now, we don't buy all of our facilities from him, but it's interesting the way we purchase after the Enlightenment versus before the Enlightenment. And uh, I think it's just really telling about how the industry has changed, how I've changed with buying that first facility larger. And I love that about the industry. There's so much growth that you can have in this industry. And uh, because it is so niche too, you find people that are very dedicated to it Uh, because it focuses more like retail and there's so much to do with the business operations. You have these larger conversations and there's more to talk about. It's not the same thing. And obviously I'm, I'm just a storage nerd, but to me, it's not like apartment buildings when the model's the same, you buy something, you put a bunch of CapEx into it and then you fill it up right? That's not how storage works, which is great. There's so much more opportunity. There's so much more that can be done with that. So back to the finding the deals, that was how we did that deal. And the other deal, okay, this is important to know. So we sourced that deal, the original deal from the one broker. The next deal came from the other broker I was talking to. Then the deal after that came from us. We found it, did a handshake deal, and we bought the facility. So uh, that's the other way that we do deals. We go out and we're out um, calling, knocking doors. We have our requirements that we're looking for, and we go out and try to get the deals done ourselves. So those are the two ways that we go. Since the Enlightenment, we've never bought anything on market. We don't own anything that we bought on market. That broker that I was telling you about, he brings to us off-market deals. Uh, But this trend as we talk about going to your first facility to going to a portfolio this process of growing that i hope you 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 understand when i was talking about it i changed you know, the markets changed we had to change with it we grew and uh, um, we created massive wealth going through this and it's a process that will be the same or similar to most everyone, okay, hold on, there's so many people that are way smarter than me. They're, they're like, it's not going to take me three facilities years, and there will be no enlightenment. Because they're AJ. listening to this podcast. That's right. Exactly, Connor, because they're listening. <laughs> they get all the, the secrets. That's right. Yeah, they're just smarter than me, and they're like, I, 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 there will be no enlightenment period because I'm enlightened. But I hope that helps. For those of you that are looking at getting in, and you're looking for the trajectory up, and uh, your process of building, creating wealth, building income, and uh, um, whether you're after financial freedom or you're building an empire, you need to follow follow that course. And, every, and I know the struggle the struggle today to find good deals is is real. It's more than it's been. 10 years. And so we will continue to talk a lot about that, how we found our deals and get into, we'll do a whole one on creating a funnel for storage deals. But I hope this made sense. Give us a five-star review. Um, We really appreciate it. Appreciate your feedback. Anything else, man?
1: No, I think that's it. Yeah. We just wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit um, because obviously there's a huge interest in in people just starting out. Like you said, AJ, I mean, there's a lot of people looking at the industry, curious about it as it's uh, kind of rose in the ranks of the asset classes that people are interested in investing in and being a part of, uh, which is,
0: like we talked about, which is awesome. So We yeah. did mention the, the the playbook that we mentioned in here. You can go back, and that's like, we, we call it the playbook to getting into self-storage. But um, you can go back and listen to that episode. Uh, Connor actually made like a, a nine-pager pointer playbook thing you can go on to self storage income website and you can get it right off there you just download it so yeah hope you guys like it hope it's good information and we're coming out with more and two i hope that i see you guys if this will probably come out while i'm in utah so if you're in utah listening to this podcast i'm there at the ski workshop look me up awesome awesome sounds good aj
1: thanks a bunch man um awesome insight for everybody everybody take care and uh, we'll catch you next
0: time have a good one